US Treasuries were volatile again overnight, firstly hitting 5%, and then yields dived, which dragged on the US dollar and boosted US stocks in late trade. That's coming up in our five things in five minutes. And then in our bonus deep dive interview, we find out from Marjabin Zaman, where safe haven investors are putting their money at a time of geopolitical turmoil. We have seen, like in the last week, for example, is that the Swiss franc uh, had outperformed and has been the key beneficiary of um, safe haven flows up around 1% last week, while the dollar was actually down last week. But first, in 5 and 5 with ANZ. Number one, the US 10-year bond yield fell sharply overnight after briefly surpassing 5% again. There were reports a big investor had to buy back into bonds to cover a short position. That boosted US stocks and dragged on the US dollar. As we speak at around 5 o'clock Australian time, the S&P 500 is up half a percent. The New Zealand dollar, that is up at 58.56 US cents and the Australian dollar at 63.47 US cents. The US 10-year is down eight basis points at 4.83%, having briefly gone to 5.02% early in US trade. Number two, the main focus for currency and bond markets through the rest of the day will be PMI figures for Australia, Japan, France, Germany, the UK, and the USA for October, so purchasing manager index surveys. I asked ANZ's head of G3 Research, Brian Martin, what we should look out for. To see if there's signs of economies, particularly in Europe, stabilising. The PMI in Europe has been flagging a downturn in economic activity. And if, as expected, it comes in at 47.4 for October, that would be the fifth month that the PMI has been below 50, uh, signalling a period of low trend, in fact, an economy flirting with recession uh, for the euro area. Number three, the other focus in the PMIs is, of course, the United States. Here's Brian again. We've seen US economic activity way outperform other parts of the world, much stronger than Europe, much stronger than China in uh, recent quarters. Uh, So you've had that US exceptionalism. So we will be looking at the PMI data in the United States as well to see what that's saying. The consensus expectation is that it will have eased slightly to 50, so right on the cusp of expansion and softening. Number four, Australia's Q3 CPI inflation data is due out tomorrow, and it may cause the RBA some discomfort. That's according to ANZ Senior Economist for Australia, Catherine Birch. Well, we're expecting that quarterly consumer price inflation is going to re-accelerate. After a slowdown in Q2, we expect the Q3 data to accelerate to 1.1% for the quarter for headline CPI and 1.2% over the quarter for trimmed mean CPI. Now, while that will see the annual measures continue to slow, they're probably not going to slow as much as the RBA would be expecting them to if, if that data came out in line with our expectations. Um, So that would make the RBA a little bit uncomfortable, particularly given in uh, the recent minutes from the October meeting uh, that they said there's a low tolerance for a slower return of inflation to target than it has currently forecast. Number five, within that CPI data, 
Catherine is expecting some big swings in quite a few categories. So, for example, we're forecasting a 7.3% increase in petrol, with global oil prices rising sharply during the quarter. Uh, electricity prices are forecast to rise by 4%, uh, reflecting a sharp increase in the regulated retail prices, but this will be partially offset by some state and federal government uh, credits on electricity bills. Uh, tobacco prices are also going to b- rise again. Uh, the government's going to increase the uh, excise duty not only by the usual uh, biannual indexation but also adding another 5% onto it as part of their strategy to reduce smoking rates in Australia. Uh, And rents are also expected to continue to accelerate on an annual basis to almost 8%. Catherine Birch there. Now it's time for our bonus deep dive interview. I asked ANZ's Head of FX Research, Marja Benzaman, which currencies are seen as the safest haven, given the conflict in the Middle East may worsen. When you look at um, safe haven currencies, you broadly look at Swiss franc, Japanese yen, or the US dollar. While the US dollar has obviously the highest interest rate and possibly from a rate advantage is the most attractive, interestingly, what we have seen like in the last week, for example, is that the Swiss franc uh, had outperformed and has been the key beneficiary of um, safe haven flows up around 1% last week, while the dollar was actually down last week. And so, with the dollar, you know, while yes, it is a beneficiary of safe haven flows, there's really two-way risk uh, with the dollar look go- going forward. Uh, one, obviously, those that safe haven story which we spoke about. The second is obviously um, U.S. exceptionalism. Uh, when is that going to start to fade? Especially last week, we saw Chinese data. Uh, or the China economy uh, starting to show signs of stabilization. And when we look at the Eurozone, you know, the economic uh, surprise indices kind of point to, you know, bottoming out and uh, improvement there. If we see softer PMIs from the U.S., and improving PMIs from, let's say, Eurozone or the U.K., you know, that will have implication for currencies as well. And if there is uh, more uh, uh, volatility coming out of the Middle East, what are the currencies that are most vulnerable if people are going into safe havens with the US dollar and the Swiss franc? Uh, which are the ones that could really take a hit? Look, I guess traditionally in a risk of environment or, you know, pro-cyclical currencies such as the Aussie, uh, Kiwi and CAD tend to sell off, especially if equity markets are softer. However, um, you know, this is now currently we're also experiencing higher uh, oil prices as well as higher commodity prices. So I think that is provides a little bit of an offsetting impact to commodity currencies like the Aussie and Kiwi, uh, which may prevent uh, these currencies from falling significantly uh, more than, let's say, the euro or the sterling, which will be more, I think, would be slightly more impacted uh, if this conflict uh, worsens or deepens. Marja Beans Aman there. I'm Bernard Hickey. That was 5 and 5 with ANZ for Tuesday, October the 24th. Catch you tomorrow with a closer look at the European Central Bank's upcoming decision on Thursday night. This podcast contains general information only, not investment advice. You should obtain advice for your personal circumstances before making any investment decisions. Please view the podcast disclaimer available via your media player or email.